The Rabid Infectious Podcast Episode 17. This podcast is for listeners 18 and older and contains horror themes and strong adult language. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air, day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. You are now infected. Rapid infection is a cruel curse that drives one mad with rage. Welcome to the Rapid Infectious Podcast. Join Mac, Megan, John and Belinda for a discussion of darkness and horror. Welcome to the Rapid Infectious Podcast. I'm Matt, and along with me is... Megan. John. And Belinda. And we're doing a special podcast. We're getting back into it after our summer break. A hiatus. (laughs) How's everybody doing? Good. Good. This is like the campfire tale edition. (laughs) We're out here next to the campfire. As you can hear the popping sound in the background. But we thought we would bring you guys another episode since it's been a while since we've had one. Well, we can't help the fact we've been busy with kids, sports, everything else for the summer. That makes you busier than heck to begin with. But now that it's becoming fall, we decided we better uh, let our listeners enjoy another good one of our podcasts. So here we are tonight. Back at it again, back in the saddle. That's right. Because we're back! Because we're dropping loads. <laughs> 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 Anywho, <laughs> uh, we're thinking about talking tonight about. Uh, I hope our listeners have seen the movie Insidious. We know it's had mixed Inside reviews. Inside us? Inside it, but yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, inside some of us. Anyway, <clears throat> we think it pretty much uh, is a good flick, and we know it's had mixed reviews by so many different people. It's one of those movies that either you watched it, you loved it, or you watched it and you hated it. It really wasn't kind of an in-between deal with it. It just depends on, I guess, the mood you were in when you watched it, and probably the time of the day when you watched it. Yeah, like at night when you go to bed, and it's freaky. And then you have to watch Rango afterwards because you're scared. (laughs) What I like is the original story. It's been a long time since Hollywood's had something that's Kind of had original story. And made sense. Mm-hmm. And kept you thinking the whole way through the movie. Anyway, start off with, we'll just get right into it. If you have not seen the movie Insidious, it pretty much takes place as a new family that moves into an old house. And after they've moved in, uh, weird things start happening a little bit. And then their son 
all of a sudden falls into like what you would think would be a coma, where he's non-responsive to anything. He goes to the doctor, put him in the hospital, then they have to put him in a feeding tube and everything else, and they say he may never wake up out of it or, or what. So they take him back home and they have to go through things. Well, while the parents are taking care of him and you know at home in his room in a hospital bed. Um, the one boy that's there <clears throat> says that he gets up, the kid that's supposedly in the coma gets up in the middle of the night and walks around and stuff, and then goes back to bed like nothing's going on. But then during the day, he's just a complete vegetable, nothing. <clears throat> well. Which, did you ever see him walking up at night? I don't think they showed that. I don't know. I think they, they just left that. it to the imagination. Yeah. But, uh... Cause that, um, that's creepy. When kids tell you little things like that... Yeah. And it... Because <laughs> then it gets your mind starting to race. And then all the weird things that start happening with all the different apparitions and spirits that are being seen and just all the weird stuff in general that starts going on. That family gets to the part where it hits their breaking point. And, and the mom wants to move. And the mom wants to move. So they move out of that big house and move to some, like, condo or townhouse somewhere. Well... Once they move in there, she's home during the day, and things start happening during the day, which makes the movie even, I think, even better, because of the fact that you see ghosts and apparitions during the daytime, which, you know, you think about, okay, how is this possible? You usually think it just happens at night. But then you get to the fact that where the uh, guy's mom, who's in the movie, calls in a, uh, what would you call that, a medium? with her crew of people that document videotape to do everything while she's going through trying to figure out what's going on. The whole plot storyline comes down to the fact that the kid was able to get out of his body and walk through a world that he found a way to unlock and go in there. What is The Further? The Further. Yep. Which is his spirit could leave his body and go into this world of spirits their astral projection. Yes. And he could go in there. Well, the problem is the fact that why he was in there, he got trapped by a supposed demon that wanted to keep him out of his body long enough so that way his body would get weak so he could possess the body, which was what it was all about. Then through the movie you find out that the dad who didn't believe it all comes to find out that the dad did it when he was young. But there was some old lady demon that was trying to possess his dad's body when he was a kid. Well... Which I thought she was creepier than anything oh else. Oh my god, she was eerie. But, uh, just watching the movie and different eerie things that happen, there's spots that make you jump, spots that make you think, oh, shit, you know? And, uh, just parts of the movie that I thought... I mean, I thought the movie was great. Because it was done by the, uh... Oh, people who did Hostel. Yep. And wasn't it some people that did Saul? Oh, I was I thinking wrong on that? I don't know. It was people that did Hostel, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's it. That's it. The ones that did the read the redone Texas Chainsaw Massacres, they'd put together that movie. I think overall the movie was great. Well, what you don't figure out is I'm going to spoil it. Here it is, the ending spoiler for you. The ending spoiler is the fact that he has to. His dad has to go out of his own body, go into the further to find his son, which takes him back to the old house that they just moved out of. He's walking through there. 
and the medium is telling him to not talk to anybody or get anywhere closer to any spirits or anything there. You're supposed to go through the mist, go through the fog with a lantern, find out where your boy is at, call his name, find him, go in to find him. Once you find him, you need to get out of there and back into your body before anything weird happens. As the case of happening, he found his son, which that weird demon had him chained up. So that way, his body would get weak so that demon could possess it. When he got there, he broke the chains. He took his son out of there. On the way taking the son out, he ran into his own demon, the old lady, that was trying to repossess his body as well, and the whole aspect of the whole thing. While this is all going on, they're trying to race back to their body, but the spirits are coming through from the other side, trying to come out of the closets, other rooms in the house, and everything else, and they're trying to keep them back until the people, until the dad and the son come back. Upon the time of when it finally comes back, the son comes back, he's back in his body. Well, there's, there's a few twists and stuff before all this, where the medium's trying to go through herself to bring the boy back without the dad doing that, realizing what's happened. The medium goes through a lot of issues. I think the demon half-possessed the boy, so the boy went nuts and started throwing things all over the place, you know, yeah. hurt the medium, did all that. The medium was able to pull the demon back out of the boy. And then that's when the father had to go through and get it. Sorry, I kind of went ahead of myself, backed up, and now I'm going ahead of myself again. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening and thinking, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> but that's typical John. There you go, see? <laughs> there we are again. <laughs> anyway, once he gets back through, the boy comes back through fine. Um, the dad comes back through, acts like he's fine. The mother and grandmother, which is the, yeah, are out in the kitchen giving the boy ice cream, they're so glad he's back and everything else. The medium lady is in the front room. Found out that the older lady demon that was trying to possess his dad when he was young didn't like flashes, didn't like cameras, and everything right. like that. Would throw a weird fit or try to do something to break the camera. Right, because she would show up in the picture. She'd show up in the picture all the time, which would, you see that in the movie. So the medium thought the dad was acting strange. That's when she grabbed her camera out of her purse, snapped the picture. When she snapped the picture, found out that the old lady possessed his dad's body now. That's when the old lady killed the medium, strangled her to death, and then <clears throat> kind of disappeared. Which I did not expect. I really thought it was going to be the boy That's that what was freaked possessed. out. And then yeah. the fact is then the uh, mother comes in there find out what happened, because they heard a commotion, when they came in there, her son turned around, and that's when she realized it wasn't her son. <clears throat> and isn't that, if I remember right, isn't that when the movie ended? Yep, it just abruptly ends. Now, let me pose a question to you guys, okay? <coughs> the whole time we're going through the movie, it's about this, the red demon mm -hmm. and the boy. Yes. With the ending like that, did you guys get the impression that it might have been the old lady all along. I don't know if I would say that. Yeah, I don't know. Because why would she even be... Because she was in that world still walking around. Because remember that world, the further was made up of all these spirits. Right. That, number one, were either demons or some kind of entity that wouldn't leave, were either trapped or wouldn't leave, or just were trying to find an entity to possess so they could come back to life, which is what they were there for in the first place. 
But I just wonder if the whole thing wasn't orchestrated because that old lady couldn't get to the dad. Might as well try and go through son? his son. Yeah, but if you thought that was what was happening, you would have seen the old lady more in the movie. Not necessarily. Well, the demon was in his room, remember? When it was on the ceiling and stuff, and the medium saw... Right, but a lot of times when you've seen the shadows, you didn't necessarily see the demon face except every once in a while. This is true. I and, remember that. And every time you've seen the old lady, you never seen her face. You've seen her hair And then you down see in had front. that veil right. on. Right, right. You never saw what she really, really looked like. Right. So that that's what I kind of got from it. In the beginning, and then, before he went to the part where he was stuck in the further, do you remember the, on the window, when it showed the window, and the window turned cold and you saw some kind of prints on it? Yep. It could vary. You know, I never thought of that concept in that kind of way. You know, and now that you've mentioned it, it does... Megan's on fire. It does kind of put a whole new light to it. <laughs> We just had a snap. We <laughs> just had a snap, crackle, and pop. On my leg. She, she's in her. She's in her hot pants tonight. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that's what I kind of got from it, and you know, if I can see it both ways, I just wish there was more information to kind of point. You know, I don't mind the abrupt endings. I like them as long as it's part where it's keeping you interested and then all of a sudden you're interested through the movie because you're thinking okay what the hell is going to happen next right and then once it comes to the end and then you see that and then boom it stops then it makes you think okay what the hell is going to happen after that because then it gives you in your mind you keep thinking to yourself okay what's going to happen on and on are they going to make a second one are they going to find because you got to think the medium that knew the story of the dad and now the son is dead yep and then her news crew people, they caught it on film, remember? Right. And there he had it filmed about the demon and everything else. Yep. Well, actually, it showed the old lady in the film, didn't it? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at that. I can't remember that part, but it was on film because the once the guy said, uh, look here, we've got proof. Mm-hmm. It showed something. Now, did anybody watch past the credits to see if anything else happened? No. Did you? No, and I wish I would have now. I don't know because I just because a lot of movies are starting to pull that that trick. Yeah, but you can kind of generally tell, like as far as movies, you didn't know what happened to the other people, and that's when they use the end credits mm-hmm. for the little thing at the end. I don't know. But yeah, because I mean, there's. But I did look. There's for still three features. innocents, you know, in that house, you know, with that. With a possessed dad, yeah. you know. I wonder if they wrapped it up. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to do, do some research on two? it. Remember the part when he walked back, when he was in the further, and he walked back through the old house yeah. that they were in, and there was the family in the family room. That's the guy, and the one girl was watching TV, and the mom yeah. was up there ironing. And yeah. The daughter was in the other room. That was some great weird. imagery. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I mean the you know, the stretchy faces and the fake smiles and and then she wow. had the gun and she shot them all and mm-hmm. then he stand there watched it and the next thing you know they all look at him. Yep. And it's like oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then the demon guy, the big Buffy demon dude that he gets in the fight with before he goes through the red door. 
Remember, and they said you're stronger than that, remember? Yep. Because he actually was somewhat getting his ass kicked there in the beginning. Yeah. But. I thought it was a good movie. It was. It freaked me out enough that I had to watch Ringo. When they came through. Well, what didn't help was me chasing you around that night with a <laughs> with a lantern. Right. <laughs> well, when the spirits came through to our world, and they were trying to break through the walls, the windows, remember? And they were walking down the hallway, and that was probably pretty good. I thought, personally, the movie overall, I thought it was a good flick. I thought it had a good plot. I thought the uh, effects in it were great. It had everything that you wanted. You know, it had suspense. Like, when the mom's at the new house during the day, and there's that little kid running back and forth through the hallway mm-hmm. in different rooms and disappearing... And she's looking to find out where this kid's at. And then he flies out of nowhere and starts giggling and laughing and running somewhere else. And then when she's talking, the biggest, the best part of the movie is when she's talking to her mother-in-law. And when she's talking to her, that demon guy appears from right behind her and puts his, you see a smile, he's like, yeah. you know that? And it's like, oh, okay, in broad daylight that happened. I'm like, okay. It was actually, for them actually doing something other than some gory movie like Hostel, you know, or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But them actually doing like a ghost thing that kind of kept you thinking. It's actually pretty, pretty. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. It definitely scared you. I rank it along the lines as The Ring, the first Grudge movie. Yep. Because the other Grudges after that were just kind of got okay, really. Even Ring Two was pretty. It sucked. Yeah. The first ring one was great. Um, the grudge, the first grudge was great. I think along the lines of that is where I would rank it at. It wasn't boring. It, I mean, there are spots, but you got to push through because a lot of this it has to make you explain what's going on, and it makes you think the whole time. Because what you're thinking is you're thinking that this kid is in there, and something's possessing the house and took the kid away, like. Exorcist, I mean, like, um, oh, shit. Come on, guys, help me out with this one. Where, what? Poltergeist. Yes. Reminds you of Poltergeist. You where is, and I was thinking, where is the world is Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> Sorry. It reminds you of Poltergeist with the fact that this guy's gone. Remember when where the, the daughter Carol Ann got pulled in the TV yes. set? Remember that? Okay, here we go. Here's six ways separation. Huh? What in the hell is that? Yeah, Ready? Ready to listen? Follow me here. Toby Hooper. Texas Chainsaw Massacre director. Right? Okay. Director of Poltergeist. These guys come and do the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Make Insidious. See how all that's connected? So. Pretty good. Maybe that's why the movie was so good. Because it did Poltergeist? No, just because it reminds you of Poltergeist. It was a lot. I thought it was good. Being that it wasn't a funeral, I mean a cemetery that houses were built on like in Poltergeist. Right. <laughs> I thought it was just odd because it's different that the spirit followed them from house to house. 
Yeah, those instead actual, of it just being those in a the haunting house. of a person instead of a house or a thing yeah. or an object. Well, it didn't matter where you went, it was going to be there until you yeah. took care of what was the entity that was haunting the, the kid. I like that because it was different. That and I, normally, it's always just a house. That and I really like the whole astral projection. I mean, that, that's Which brand I new. Which I like that twist. That was what really got me. Because people can do that. Like, uh, you know, float above yourself, watch mm-hmm. yourself sleep, things like that. So it makes sense. It's not one of those way off, far-fetched, that can never happen movies. Well, just think of when, like they say, when somebody passes on and their spirit gets lifted out of their body. And they can actually turn around and watch themselves laying in bed and see everybody there in the room, and then they're gone. Yep. I don't know. It makes it... After watching a movie like that, it makes it kind of hard to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's why so you gotta watch pretty, Rango. It was pretty eerie. <laughs> See, we went to bed, because we always watch all the really scary movies late at night. And we go to bed, and it is, it's kind of hard, because your mind sits there and starts thinking. It's like, am I going to wake up tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> am I going to go to the further? Yeah. Oh, wait, i got to be able to believe first before <laughs> I can go there. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Yeah, there's only a very few movies that keep me up late at night thinking about things. <laughs> Which ones? Dawn of the Dead. I no, mean, that one doesn't keep me up late. No, what was it? Cabin Fever. That yeah. one, every time I watch that, I'm just like, oh my gosh. See, the first those one, not the, the movies second. Right. The first that one. get me. Is the movies that could really happen, <laughs> happen those Wrong are the ones turn. that get me. I hate that movie. <laughs> I gotta fast forward through a few scenes for that one. That movie freaks me out. But you don't like Three Finger? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Jumping from tree to tree. The hills have eyes. That one freaks me out too. Yeah, that is fucked up. (laughs) That's the best kind of way to explain it. It's fucked up. That is a fucked up movie. There's a lot of fucked up movies out there. You know, but out of a lot of Hollywood's doings nowadays, there's so many movies out there that are just... In the beginning, when you first sit down and you first watch them or you go to the theater and watch it, in like the first 10, 15 minutes, you're thinking, this is going to be a kick-ass movie. And then come about halfway through the movie, it turns stupid. Yep. And you're highly disappointed, and you wish you would have never spent your money on it. It had all of its speed going into it, and then it just, like, quit. Or, what I like, is you see three-quarters of the movie in the trailer. Yeah, all the yeah. good parts that yeah. are supposed to keep you interested. Yeah, I don't like that. I already saw it. Yep. Or movies that really get you going in the trailer, and then you get to the movie theater and you're like, uh, serious? Mm-hmm. Or they have really, really stupid endings. Oh, exactly. And then right in the end, you are thinking it's kick-ass, and then the ending, you're like, okay, why do they do it that way? And then you're like, really? <laughs> why do they do it that way? I would have done it so differently. It's a cool movie until you got to the end. That's why I think we need to make a movie. Like the uh, the one with uh, Mel Gibson and the aliens and oh yeah signs the signs that was a good movie till the end. And it's like what the fuck? Yeah, water really? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh really? Is that easy? Okay. Well then I'll just keep bottled water. Yeah, think about it. So you know, there for a while the M Night Shyamalan. Or M. Shalaman Night movies? M. Night Shyamalan. Whatever his name is. Anyway. Shyamalama Ding Dong. Shyamalama Winner Winner Chicken movies, Dinner. <laughs> for a while there, his movies were kind of eh. Like, 
big, big one. The happening. Yeah. That movie should have never happened. You mean the crap, crappening? That movie should have never been made. Crappening. <laughs> Are we making up names now? Sure. The sad thing is the people that were in that movie, especially like, wasn't that Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Wahlberg. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. <laughs> Marky Mark should have said, you know what, this movie sounds retarded, I ain't gonna do it. Instead of, oh, I'll do it. Yeah. And well. then once the fact is like, okay, really? Yeah. when you watch the previews for that, you think, oh, this is gonna be kind yeah, of Yeah, we actually paid money to go see that in the theater, man. Yeah, we oh. thought, this is gonna be good, and we're like, this is retarded. And then, there's... And then he comes back and redeems himself with, like, Devil. Devil was Devil is great. Awesome. Yep. Devil was good. That was good. Now, you know what? I like the village, too, though. Yeah. I like yeah, that village. one was cool. It made you think And I like the ending, you know, where you come and to find out. They were people in modern-day world, and they wanted to break away from the whole thing. They're out in the middle of this... Wasn't it a reserve or something? Mm-hmm. A wildlife reserve. That nobody knew where it even existed. They got everything, and they, you know, put it together like it was an old town. And live by the old world. Because the world was such a bad place. And then, of course, how retarded, send out your blind daughter. <laughs> <laughs> She'll find her way. No, it's because so she doesn't know what the world is really She like. got really lucky she met a nice guy. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, because she... <laughs> yeah. Never mind. <laughs> the scare tactics they used to keep you from leaving was bizarre, too. It was kind of cool, though. Cool monster. But, I mean, there was a couple of his movies that were good. I mean, The Sixth Sense, obviously, is what made Big Break for him. Oh, that yeah. That movie was awesome. Unbreakable. I still watched that. It yeah, was it was decent. Right. I, I, some you know, fun. you would think I, with mm -hmm. it being such good characters, it would have been a good movie. I didn't I didn't care about uh, Lady in the Water. I didn't See, like I liked that. that. I liked that movie, too. I liked that movie. I thought that movie was, it was really okay. Neat. I think it was too slow for you boys. That and I don't like Paul Giamatti. I don't unless like he's Doctor yeah. Satan and El Super Bisto. No, unless he's the blue guy and Big Fat Liar. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy's his thing. Okay, so now that the leaves. Kind of a creepy dude. <laughs> he's in the Howard Stern movie. He's member. a creeper. Yeah, big virus. Yeah. <laughs> they should have a movie and have him play it and call it the Creeper. Creeper. <laughs> they need to make a movie called the Creeper, which is like the Creeper from Scooby Doo. That'd be creeper. sweet. All right. There you the go, weather's right, starting to get colder. The leaves are going to be changing real quick. Pumpkin patches are opened up. May I suggest to our audience to go back and revisit a movie? In fact, Megan and I, we were talking about it tonight. What would be a Charlie great Brown. movie to watch? Charlie no. Charlie Sleepy Brown. Hollow. He's a Which guy. one? The one that was made with Johnny Depp? Yes. He's so hot. I love that That's movie. That's Autumn's favorite. That movie was great. Yep. I mean, how, what kind of dark humor do you have? Didn't Tim Burton do that film? I believe so. Tim Burton mm -hmm. And the fact that he did it, and he made Johnny Depp play a guy who investigated crimes but couldn't stand the sight of blood. Yep. It's <laughs> just like, okay. Christina yeah. Ricci played a good part in that. Yeah, and that I normally don't great. like her. But yeah, definitely go back and, and check it out. Because, uh, 
Yeah, what, it's it just it, it it just screams the autumn season. And what what yeah, better person to play the the horse the headless horseman than uh? Oh yeah, Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. Christopher Walken. <laughs> he is awesome in scary movies. I mean, he's he's, he's just, awesome in movies where he's got to be the bad guy. He's just a guy you don't want to fuck with. Yeah, you know? he's, he's crazy. You don't know just what he's thinking. He yeah. Let me let me tell you something. <laughs> Over the way he does Why well, I, I don't know. Uh, remember the prophecy? Isn't he like Angela Jolie's <laughs> dad or something? No, no. that's uh, John Voight. That's who it is. God, could you imagine how ugly Angelina Jolie would be <laughs> if Christopher Walken was her she's dad? That hot as anyway. Oh, I think she, she is. She could have played the headless horseman. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's hot. She's all right. She's just done what I don't know. <laughs> in my opinion. That oh, was your on. opinion? She's done a lot of? She's just done... <laughs> She's done a lot of... <laughs> She's just... I don't know. She's a pretty lady, but she just kind of overrated anymore. I mean... <laughs> I don't like her fake British accent, just like I don't like Johnny Depp's Johnny fake Depp, British, yeah. British accent. It's like even Rango. He had to throw it in there. And he had to be a sea captain. It's like, come on, man... Play somebody else. I'd like to hear. He can't, cause he's Captain Jack Sparrow. Now, did he have um, what's his name? Supposedly his dad again. Who? Oh, uh, yeah, Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that Keith Richards is in the freaking Pirates of the Caribbean as is. <laughs> it's funny how they look alike. <laughs> Yeah. That's even funnier. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just natural features, you know. You know, of well, course, Keith Richards is very... a rough version, but... Wow. Well, you know, another good thing to think about is... Uh, by the time we're doing this, which is uh, almost the end of September... Yep. Another good movie that I enjoyed this summer and watched was Transformers 3. Which yeah. comes out September thirtieth. It it's actually a good flick. I mean, the way they ended it, I think if you don't like action and adventure, you don't like a lot of just kick ass shit, don't watch it. But if you just like shit that just kicks ass all the way through, action galore. With no Megan Fox. Yeah, right? that was weird. And the way they portrayed her in the film of what happened to her was stupid. Because they played up this new girl like she was the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. I didn't think she played the part that great. No, I don't think she's very good at it either. I don't think she... I think Megan Fox had better acting skills than this new girl. Not saying a lot. <laughs> oh, she's got skills. Yeah, only one skill the bill. Yeah, right, buddy. Well, shoot. I think we're going to go ahead and end this, end this podcast. But I just want to go ahead and... Uh, do a rating system. Yeah, let's go ahead and do a rating system. Um... For Insidious, what's everybody think? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. o'clock. Ooh, ten o'clock. I like that when I love watching scary movies really late, so you're really freaked out before you go to bed. Yeah, so and then she you have to turn the lights off and then you got to watch Rango. And then she won't fall asleep, and then she has to cuddle like right up to me, like I can't even breathe. She's on top of me. <laughs> oh, like you have a problem with I'm that? I'm scared. Just cuddle to me. <laughs> I didn't say I have a problem with it. It's only like yeah, a breeze. Yeah, whatever. 
<laughs> all right, so I think we're all agreed probably a 9, 30, 10 o'clock movie. Yeah, watch later it later tonight, better. so that way you have to turn off the lights and run down the hallway real quick. <laughs> yeah, really. Jump into bed <laughs> with your lantern. With and your lantern. And if you got to pee, you're going to hold it till the next morning. Yeah, because you don't want to see that thing that's in the mirror. When exactly. Because <laughs> I personally think that once you start watching it, you get you push through into the middle part when things really start happening. It really kind of starts off not too... It starts off pretty quick, though, if you think about it. It does. But once you get to the middle of the movie, when he's actually trying to figure shit out, and when the medium appears at their house to go through and tell him what's going on... And I just think it was wrong with the mom the, not to say anything to him. Mm-hmm. That's when the Especially action Especially when that kid's happening. been in a coma for such a long time. Yeah. Why did she wait so long? That's the part that didn't make any sense. But I think once you get through it, no matter what time you watch it at 10 o'clock at night, you won't be able to fall asleep because you're going to be like, okay, I want to see what the fuck happens. Mm-hmm. you got to see the rest of this movie. Plus, you got to see the scary guy stand behind the lady. Oh, that, that was great, so... That was pretty cool. I don't remember That's standing behind scene. the lady. I thought she was... They were at the kitchen table discussing it. I thought he it. was standing behind the guy. No, he's behind the, the lady. Oh. And he showed up real quick just for that split second, but that just yeah, was like... Yeah, because he shows his teeth and he jumped. goes like this. Yeah. And then, yep. That's a good place to have on pause, you know, stop the DVD and just have the TV on. And then when the kids are acting up, just say, hey, look, Scooby Doo's on. They go in there and kick it on. <laughs> kick the shit out of them. <laughs> go clean your stuff up. That's what's going to happen to you. Yeah, <laughs> they're all up in bed with you. Then you have more people that won't let you breathe. No, that's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday when they're not listening to you. <laughs> Johnny, you need to write a parenting book, man. Well, heck, if Autumn's pissing us off, we put on Chucky real quick. She'll stay in her bedroom. Him. Him and we have we have a friend. She's the best. The fuck are you doing? What? I'm not going to say his name. But he's funny when he talks to his kids. Oh. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, we need to write a book on all the stupid things you do to your kids. Oh, wait a minute. My dad would be really good at that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, until next time, guys, which uh, we promise we're going to make it more of a, we'll more of a common thing. Than, try to get better than four months from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're probably just going to end up being shorter, you know, about like this, probably 20, 25 minutes. But I think it's God's plenty. You know, let's go in and do our reviews and be done. So, um, anyway, until next time, everybody have a good evening. Rapid Infectious Podcast. Party on, Matt. Party on, Megan. Party on, Belinda. Party on, John. (laughs) See, I didn't say get bent this time. I'm being nice. Rock up and lose. Thank you for listening. Visit the show's website at www.ripshow.webs.com. Join the members area and don't forget to stop at the RIP Tavern Forum. Contact us at ripshowcrew at yahoo.com.